What's up, everybody? We're back. It's Jonathan Evans. Thank you for joining me. Uh, we're having devotions talking about Matthew chapter 14, the account of Jesus walking on the water. And we've talked about many things that being obedient to God doesn't mean that you won't find yourself in rough waters. Uh, these disciples were just being obedient and they found themselves straining at the oars going against contrary winds. So I want to make sure you build confidence in your obedience and you don't determine whether you're in God's will or not simply because things are rocky in your marriage. Things may be rocky on your job. Things may be rocky in your decision of where you should go or move, your career choice. All of these different things may find you in a position where you feel unstable and rocky, but that may mean that you are in God's will because God's will sometimes can lead you into rocky places because he uses those rocky places to prepare you for his great commission that he has for you. And he's doing that with the disciples in this very story. But then he comes to them in the fourth quarter, in the fourth watch of the night, walking on the water. And he comes to them at that breaking moment because he wants them to know that even when you're about to give up, because he wants them to know that he is greater than the greatest point of your circumstances. He wants you to know that he's the one that is going to push you through this very circumstance that he himself has put you in. That if God is your problem, only God can be your solution. That if he's the one who's got you here to train you, he's the one that's going to get you out. You will not be able to have a testimony that says, I did it. That's the reason why he sent them out in the evening, but he didn't show up until the fourth watch. The fourth watch is between 3 and 6 a.m. That's a long time to be out there straining and struggling at the oars to try to move forward. But God put them out there for a long time so that when they get out, they cannot say it was them. I mean, here he is coming to them in the fourth quarter, walking on the water. So he's showing off now, basically. The thing that's a struggle for them, you know, it's an ice capade to him. The thing that uh, when they're straining, he's strolling. And so he's letting them know that what's hard for you is nothing for me. The disciples thought it was a ghost, a distorted reality, but Jesus calmed them and said, take courage. It's not a distorted reality. It is I, in verse 27, do not be afraid. When Peter hears this, Peter says to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. There goes my boy Peter. That's my boy. Peter would always step up and, and, and go the extra mile. Peter said, if it is you. That's an interesting statement because that means that Peter still had not had clarity. Peter is saying, if it is you, Lord, you know, I'm not sure. Things are still fuzzy, but I'd rather take a chance on the truth and go somewhere then stay here in this boat straining, going nowhere. I'd rather take my chances on the truth, even though my circumstances make the truth seem a little fuzzy, even though my circumstances make me not really want to put full faith in the truth, even though it makes me want to say, well, if or makes me want to justify out of the truth, I'd rather try the truth and go somewhere than be stuck in the boat with my boys going nowhere. And Peter chooses the right thing. I want us, you and I both, to be a lot more like Peter and a lot less like the rest of those disciples. We don't hear about them probably because they stayed in their fear in the circumstances that they were in, and they continued to look at Jesus as if it was a distorted reality. Well, Peter wanted to take a chance. Why? Because he heard a word. 
Jesus said, take courage, it is I, do not fear. When Peter heard the word, he was willing to take the chance. Many of us go to church every Sunday and we listen to different preachers and podcasts. And I know thousands of people who listen to Tony Evans and people will hear a word, but they're not willing to take the chance. And until you take the chance on the word, then you will not experience the word in your personal life and what it can do. Because what did Peter say? If it is you, command me to walk on the water. How do you find out if the truth is the truth when you hear the truth? Simple, Peter tells you, you just put the truth to the test. How did Peter put the truth to the test? He asked the truth to help him do something that he could never do without the truth. He knew he would need the power of Jesus to help him walk on water because he knows walking on water is something that people can't do. So the way that you test the truth in your own life is by going to it to help you accomplish something that you were never able to accomplish on your own. He tells Jesus, command me to walk on the water. If you're trying to be faithful and you have trouble with being faithful, go to the truth and see what the truth says about it and walk in the truth of that circumstance and see if the truth can help you in that area that you were never able to help yourself in. If you have trouble controlling your anger on your own and you're a loose cannon and you can't figure out how to calm yourself down and you've been trying for years, you've gone to anger management, you've gone to uh, classes, you've tried to bite your tongue and grit your teeth as it relates to controlling your anger, but you know that you cannot do this thing. I dare you to take a chance on the truth of God's word and see what God's word says about your situation and walk in his word and see if the truth is able to transform your life. If you have trials that are walking on top of you, I dare you to try the truth. If you have fear and anxiety and depression that you're unable to shake, I dare you to test the truth. If you have sexual and substance addictions that you haven't been able to shake in your life, I dare you to trust the truth. If you have marital issues and role issues in your marriage, I dare you to trust the truth because God speaks out on each one of these areas. But a lot of times we'll go through what we're going through, but we won't take any chances on the truth. We'll continue to try to fix it ourselves or continue to live in fear from the truth and wondering why the truth is not working in our lives. The Bible works as long as we work it, as long as we are willing when the word comes to us to operate based on that word. Lord, if it is you, command me to do something that I never could do on my own. And what does God say to him in verse 29? And he said to Peter, come. Jesus just says one word. He doesn't give a dissertation. He doesn't give um, a long uh, podcast like I'm doing. He doesn't have to say a whole lot. All he has to say is come. Because that one word is the hinge of the Christian experience. That one word is the Christian life. That one word determines whether you experience all that God is able to do in your rocky circumstances or whether you don't experience all that God is able to do in your rocky circumstances. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, God says, come to me, all ye who are weary and have burdens, and I will give you rest. But John 5, 40 says, if you refuse to come to me, then you will not have life. So the hinge is come. If you come, you get rest. If you don't come, you don't get life. So whether you get or you don't receive has everything to do 
with whether you come and whether you piggyback on the authority and power that resides in Jesus Christ. Um, my dad tells this story. I remember going to Mavericks games with him and he would talk about how as the chaplain, he gets, you know, close parking. He gets close parking. He gets to go down a private elevator. He gets to eat in the private lounge with the players. He gets to go into the locker room and talk to the players and all of those different things. So if you come with him, then you get to piggyback on all of the, the authority that comes with him being the chaplain. But if you try to come to a Mavericks game by yourself, you're going to pay for parking. You're going to go through the public entrance. You're going to have to go through all of these winds and turns to try to get to your seat. You're probably going to be sitting up in the rafters. There's all of these problems that you're going to have. You're going to have to pay for food. You're going to have to go get the food that they have for the public, which is not as nice as the food that they have down there in the private room. You're going to have to go through all of these turns and twists and, and experience all of these blockages. Why? Because you didn't come with him. But if you come with him, you get to piggyback on the power that resides with him. This doesn't happen because of who you are. It happens because of who he is. When Jesus said come, he was saying, if you come to me and come with me, you get to piggyback on the power and authority that resides with me. And Peter knew that. So he said, if it is you in verse 28, command me that I walk on the water. And Jesus said, come. If you want salvation, come. If you want forgiveness, come. If you want to overcome your trials, come. If you want to heal your marriage, come. If you want to learn how to forgive, come. If you don't want to have to be worried, come. If you don't want to have to live in fear, come. I mean, I can go on and on about that word come. That word come has everything to do. It is the hinge that opens and closes the door in the experience of our Christian life. So come. Come is the hinge. Just think about that. Jesus just says this one word and it has an exclamation point because I, I can end with this. This is such a powerful point that Jesus is making and that he's teaching his disciples before they get to the Great Commission. That Jesus takes us through these trials and he allows us to experience this instability in our lives, even in our obedience, so that we learn to come to him in the midst of resistance. Because when we come is when we experience the power and authority that comes with Jesus Christ. This doesn't happen because of who you are. Peter knew that he wasn't going to walk on top of the circumstances that were beating him up because of who he is. He was going to walk on top of the circumstances because of who Jesus is. And if Jesus is the truth, if it is you, then I should be able to do something that without you, I am simply unable to do. I want you to remember that as you continue to go forward in God's will. So be steadfast, unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord and know that it will not go in vain if you If it looks too difficult, they want to give in. But Christ didn't take the loss on the cross for you to stand still as if he didn't win. But he did win. Born again, free from sin, live again, fear no man, salvation. But it's time for you to start crossing, call a jaywalking.